Hello and welcome to the Kalamazoo Church of Christ podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We're a startup church we just planted in September 2020. And at the Kalamazoo Church, we believe that Christianity is done best when it is done together. And so if you live in the Kalamazoo area, we would love to connect. Be it coming to a Sunday service, one of our small groups, or even just grabbing coffee with a member to learn more. You can visit kalamazoo.church in order to do that. We pray that you are inspired by what you hear today. Amen. Um, you guys can open up to 1 Samuel 18. Uh, what, we're, what we're talking about today is, it's actually kind of, we're, we're following along. We're looking in, certainly into the life of David, but we're, we're kind of following along uh, just uh, three, three Ps, the big three. Uh, and we, we said that it's problems, possessions, and people. And certainly so many of the issues in today's world, so many of the issues that, that you're going through right now have to do with one or two or all three of these things. We're in, we're in 1 Samuel 18, and so right now we're, we're talking about possessions. Uh, this is certainly uh, something that, that's not the, the easiest to talk about in our culture or our society I know that it's something that so often uh, it, it gets a little, gets our blood boiling a little bit, but, but we're going to talk about it today, especially, I think it's especially pertinent, you think about this is the gift-giving season, um, but also this is the, the season of Black Friday shopping, and we can kind of go down the list of so many, so many different, different things that, that are vying for our attention, certainly, that are vying for our desires and what we want, but really that, that are vying for our resources and our energy that, that should be used to, to glorify God. And so we're talking about that today, and then Karin and Alec are going to be talking about, uh, next week they're going to be talking about people and, and the issues that come with people, but today let's talk about possessions. Uh, we're, we're in 1 Samuel 18. I want to. I really want to talk about the perils of these possessions. I, I think so often when we talk about money or finances, it's, uh, if you will, it's kind of a, a white collar sin. In that, you think about being greedy or the love of money is not something that we necessarily. Maybe we have great convictions when we're talking about it or when we're listening to a great lesson on it. But in our day-to-day life, I, I wonder how often we're consciously thinking of it. Whereas I, I know for myself, I it's so easy to think about the idea if I think something, you know, somebody cuts me off, I'm like, oh man, no, I can't think that way because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Christian. Or if, if somebody says something negative or if there's uh, a little slight or a little disrespect, my, my first inclination is at times to be angry or upset or feel slighted, but then I, I try to go to a spiritual place. I understand that it that it's sinful for me to feel hatred and for me to want to be in discord with somebody, but I, I wonder if we have the same kind of view or the same thoughts about uh, the, the lure of money and, and possessions and just the, the overall desire to get more. There's a, uh, there's, there's a quote, there, this, this guy is named Notorious B.I.G., and he had a quote, this is now, I mean, I'm dating myself, right? This is the, the mid-90s, 
but he had a song that was called Mo Money, Mo Problems. And, uh, and, and this, this lyric, it, it said, uh, it wasn't even him actually saying it, but it's, it's the more money we come across, the more problems we see. And I think, uh, so, uh, so often we can, uh, we can hear that. We hear it preached. Here we go. We hear it preached, but it's, it's difficult to put this into practice. Again, we're talking about it today. We're in first Samuel 18. I hope that we leave with a couple of uh, practicals of what, what the difficulty is with searching after and pursuing these things. So when we're in 1 Samuel 18, we're following, this is right after David slays Goliath, and it's it's a powerful time, certainly, and then we're going to read about, about Saul, and, and it's not going to make sense right away, but we'll, we'll make sense of it uh, in, a, in a bit. Here we go. We're going we're gonna to read um, in verse 6. It says, When the men returned home after David had killed the Philistine, the woman came out from all the towns of Israel to meet King Saul with singing and dancing, with joyful songs, with timbrels and lyres. As they danced, they sang, Saul has slain his thousands and David his tens of thousands. Saul was very angry. This refrain displeased him greatly. They've credited David with tens of thousands, he thought, but me with only thousands. What more can he get but the kingdom? And from that time on, Saul kept a close eye on David. Now, this, this miracle had just occurred. What is it? Well, the miracle that David slayed Goliath, and he, and he saved, at least uh, in, in proximal danger, God's people for a short time, but he, but he saved them. And so if you're the king in that moment, you should be pretty excited. You should be fired up. There should be a lot of energy, a lot of joy. Feeling like, man, I, maybe from my leadership I raised this person up. Or if, if anything, he's, he's just a, a noble man. He clearly has God on his side. And if God's on his side, then God's on my side because we're fighting the same battle. But no, that's not right where Saul went. And my, my first point today is we I try to identify consumerism and what are the issues with possessions is, is so often it ends up being a competition that, that we try to play with one another. And, and it's a competition really against no one. You think about all of all of marketing is really trying to get you and I to think that whatever we have is not enough. You can go, you scroll on Facebook, and maybe it's from the government hearing what we're saying. I, I don't, I don't really know, or from advertisers, or we give whatever it is. But but we see things that we just talked about that day, and it's the new shiny one. You think about the new iPhone that's just mildly better. That's whose camera's just a little bit better. Or you think you think about this new clothing article or this new color that's in style or this little modification that that makes this thing that we have. It's actually working pretty well. But if we just had the best, we'd be in a lot better situation and shape. And I would say that you and I, we don't naturally think that way. However, because of the society we live in, it ends up being this this competition that we have to get more and do more, and it's it's really against no one. In, in actuality, this this song, David has killed his tens of thousands. This was hyperbole. David David had he he killed one, and and Saul maybe he slain thousands. I don't know. But if if uh, we're we're trying to give credit to God's kingdom, and so slaying in that time is okay, giving credit to God's kingdom. And and the reality is just hyperbole. It's just an exaggeration. It's not actually true, and yet this thing 
it hits Saul in such a way, and he's right now competing, and, and you you can read it. He's competing against David, and David doesn't want the throne necessarily. There's this this feeling that, that we're, we're battling, and I think so often the pursuit of possessions leads to that same kind of competition against no one. So so often, I, I don't know, again, as you guys are, are looking, or oftentimes it's not even on the TV anymore. It ends up being through whatever feed I, I start to feel like, man, what I have is not enough. And I wouldn't ordinarily think that what I have is not enough. I need this new pair of shoes, or I need this this new computer, or I need... I wouldn't naturally think that, and yet, from what's being pushed inside of us, it's just a natural thing that we can we can think about when it's on and thrown in our faces so often. I, I think uh, the the idea, though, you, you think about fighting against nobody or competing against nobody. And when I was growing up, we there was this this nursery rhyme, right? Step on a crack and you break your mother's back. And that was you know, we made we made this joke or and. and and I'm sure you did the same thing. And so you try to do everything you can not to step on the cracks. And I had very big feet, even at a young age. And I was pretty clumsy. And so it was actually, for many people, it was an easy game. For me, it was a little bit more of, of something that I had to be pretty cognizant of and tiptoe where I could. And, and I got at least mildly okay at this game. But I remember we'd walk home from school and I'd make a point. I'm not stepping on the crack. I don't, I don't want to break my mother's back. Or I don't want to break anybody's back, and then you know whatever. And so you 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 start doing that, and I remember as soon as somebody stepped on a crack, I said, "Oh, you stepped on a crack, you lost." I'm like, "What are you talking about? We're not playing a game." And and this idea of competing, or or you know maybe you, you think about growing up if you had siblings, or if you had uh, even even close friends, this this race to touch the car first, whoever touches the car first gets shotgun, and and. Sometimes you just you make the game and you make the rules and then you go ahead and do it. And the person's like, no, I was going to give you shotgun the whole time. You're, you're older than me or you're bigger than me. However you figure, all of this is competing against no one. I, I think our, our pursuit of, of possessions is, is so much like that so often. If somebody tells us it's a game and so we decide to play it and fight, but, but it really leads to a lot of, uh, a lot of distress clearly. Saul is, is competing, and, and it's funny, whenever you're competing against no one, then, then you end up losing just about every time. You know, I, I, one, of, one of the, the good gauges, I think, as we're thinking about this, during the gift-giving season and gift-receiving season, is are we trying to one-up someone in our gift-giving or in what we have? And if the answer is yes, even a little bit, I think it's a great time to assess: do we do we have it in our means to give this great gift? Do we or, or do we really need what we're asking from this? Uh, what someone's going to give to us? Uh, I I know, and, I, and again, I'm saying this, and it and it hits me because so much of what what we have or we desire to have is just frivolous stuff that that is not altogether very important. Um, so it's a competition against no one, and then and then. It's, that's funny, where the winner loses is the, the second point. You can go to 1 Samuel 21. Competition against no one where the winner loses. Uh, we're, we're in 1 Samuel 21, and now David is he's running away from Saul, and he, he ends up in a, a Philistine area, which your Philistine-owned area, which isn't a good thing, 
because he just killed the, the champion of the Philistines. And so we're, we're here and David's interacting with, with this man and, and his reputation. David is slaying his tens of thousands. It actually precedes, it precedes David. Um, here it, it says uh, in verse 10, that day David fled from Saul and went to Achish, king of Gath. But the servants of Achish said to him, isn't this David, the king of the land? Isn't he the one they sing about in their dances? Saul has slain his thousands, and David his tens of thousands. David took these words to heart and was very much afraid of Achish, king of Gath, so he pretended to be insane in their presence. And while he was in their hands, he acted like a madman, making marks on the doors of the gates and letting saliva run down his beard. Achish said to his servants, Look at the man, he is insane. Why bring him to me? Am I so short of madmen that you have to bring this fellow here to carry on like this in front of me? Must this man come into my house? And so David's trying to get to a spot of comfortability or at least a spot where he's in, okay, in an okay situation. He doesn't have to run for his life. And and his reputation, this this pursuit. And, and again, it wasn't even, here it is where we're working, right? It's not even David is the one that, that's seeking after this praise, but it's being given to him. And then there's this feeling that he has to live up to it, or at least there's this fear that he's going to live up to it. This is, uh, this is, this is the, the truth though, is the winner in, in terms of reputation, uh, is, is really so often the loser of what they're expected to live up to. I, you think about trick or treating when you were growing up and maybe you grew up in an awesome, neighborhood that not only was safe, but also was uh, upper middle class. And I, I grew up in a middle class neighborhood, but we knew that there was a few neighborhoods that were a, a few couple miles away that if we could go to those neighborhoods, they had the really good candy. Uh, not always full-size candy bars, but my neighborhood, they had those uh, like taffies and uh, the 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 strawberry little twisty things, kind of those things that it, your grandma's house or whatever. Just there's there's so many of them, and and quantity it does not over uh, does not does not overcome the the quality or the lack of it. But really, what you're looking for, at least what we were looking for, is the chocolates, right? Your Kit Kat, maybe Crunch, definitely Reese's, Milky Way, Milky Way Midnight, Snickers. You know, you you, you fill in the blank. You're looking for that candy, and you're not looking for the little mini fun size, you want like the bigger, you know, party size, whatever they call it, I don't know, but maybe not the full size, but you're, you guys know what I'm talking about here. And so we knew we could go to this neighborhood and they would have the best candy. And and there was one year where we went to the neighborhood, we we're expecting this best candy, it was hyped up, we had talked to our friends who lived there, they said, yeah, come on, There's it's it's awesome. And for whatever reason, it seemed like the whole... Uh, all the neighborhoods decided to descend on on this one, and there was there was not too much candy. It was really picked over. Maybe we came a little bit late. I don't remember, but but this this these whatever these houses had to live up to something, and they they really weren't able to live up to it. So often, you and I, in the search of possessions, the search of desire to get more and more, we end up having to live up to things that that that's way more difficult and puts a, an added level of stress. This is really where, where I think the, the spiritual component lies is that we are, we're supposed to be those that, that by and large are uninhibited 
by, by the world and the, the passions of it. And if we're people who desire to give more and to look better and to feel more comfortable as a primary concern, then we're also going to be those who are weighed down when our awesome car that costs a lot of money, that repairs cost so much when that breaks down. And we're also going to feel this necessity and need to fill up our homes that are too big for the amount of stuff that we had. And so we spend more money and go into more debt. And you guys know where I'm going with this just in the pursuit to, to live up to something that nobody even wants us to attain. It's not bad to have nice things. I, I, I enjoy, uh, I really shoes is my thing, but I, I enjoy getting a, a new pair of shoes, uh, here and there. Um, but, but that can't be something that, that permeates my life and my thinking in it. That's a conversation certainly, uh, inside of, inside of our household so often. Um, let, let's go over to Luke 12 as we kind of wrap, wrap this little part of our worship up. This is something we, we have to become so good at if we're going to be those who help people go from darkness to light. We have to become awesome at it if we're going to be those who preach the word and live lives that are that are unencumbered by, by the worries of this world. We have to get great at having conversations about what we're spending our money on, we have to become great at being open with those and really volunteering this information of what we're spending our money on and, and how we're spending. And then just liberate people to let us know, is this not the wisest option or is this the wisest option? Is this going to bring me so much undue stress later on in my life? Uh, we're going to we're gonna read here in Luke 12. There's always an opportunity cost for all of this stuff. And I want to I want to just share here in, in, in Luke 12 as Jesus uh, gives this parable. It's the parable of the rich fool. And I don't, I don't want you to be a rich fool. I don't want to be a rich fool myself. It's in verse 13. It says, someone in the crowd said to him, teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, man, who appointed me a judge or arbiter between you? Then he said to him, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. We all agree that that's true. But then our lives ought to look like that's true as well. And he told him this parable. The ground of a certain man, certain rich man, yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool. This very night, your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich towards God. These two men come to Jesus and say, hey, I, I, I figured this out for us. 
certainly the the one maybe who, who maybe they're both in the wrong, but one of them's greedy, the other's definitely greedy as well. And 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 of the the maker of creation, the Lord of of all things, you're asking him to to settle a, a little dispute. And Jesus says, "No, I'm going to use this to teach a great lesson to everybody here." And he and he shares this. I don't know if you've you've heard right here in, in 19. It says, "Take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry." I know there was a I think it was in a, a grocery store, take life easy, eat, drink, and be merry. And it had a, it sh- shared, you know, loop 12. And uh, wh- how deceitful is that, right? <laughs> right? You're trying to convince people that it's, it's a good thing to eat, drink, and be merry. And that's what the Bible teaches. Uh, this is clearly, clearly talked about negatively. The idea of taking life easy and just relaxing and not having anything to worry about. Putting all your stock, all your investments in the, the world's possessions. The, the truth is there's always an opportunity cost. And the, the reality is I, I don't think it's a bad thing to plan for the future. It's not a bad thing to plan in advance. It's not, it's not bad to, to put money away for retirement. All that stuff is really good. I do that uh, and I'm fired up to do that. But it, it, it cannot be something that we put our emotional and heart investment in. It has to end where we put our money. This man is—he's called a fool because he's—he's he's rich for themselves, but he's not rich towards God. We need to be those who are who are rich towards God, and certainly that looks like financial giving. Uh, certainly that looks like emotional and heart giving. But we are talking about possessions, and so I—I I, I want to ask: Would it, your, if somebody looked at your bank account, I remember, there, would they say that you are rich towards God? There was a, there's a, there's one of, one of my good friends, he was sharing, they were doing their taxes with somebody else who's not, uh, not a follower of Christ. And he looked at what they gave for contribution and he looked at their income and he was absolutely baffled. And he, and he questioned this man and his family. And, and this man has two, two, two young children. He says, why do you give this much money? Don't you think it could go to a better car? Couldn't you do something else with it? Couldn't, do you really need to give that much? Or you could invest it here or there and, and make yourself. And this brother just said, no, I, that's, that's what we've decided to give. This is the best place for it. If somebody were to look at, at your life and look at how much you you give for contribution, would they be able to say the same thing? Would they would they question you? Would it confound them? That, that's truly the goal. That ought to be our goals. More than giving the best gift, more than receiving the best gift, it should be to live in a way that is totally contrary to what the world says is appropriate. If you've bought into this lesson for any length of time, then you understand that this is one of the biggest blind spots of modern Christianity, certainly Western Christianity, then I really want to challenge you to liberate people in your life. You can ask them, hey, how do you think I spend my money? Do I spend it effectively? And if they say, well, I don't know. I don't know what you do with your money. Well, that's that's step one. Then you need to be able to share with them. And then if, and then if you share things and they say, well, this is not the best place to put it, then you need to be open to that. I, I want to challenge us to become awesome at those who, who help other people live unencumbered lives as well. Uh, with this, we are actually going to pray for the contribution because uh, we're going to be meeting Southland in a little bit. But uh, let's pray for the contribution right now. Uh, dear God, Lord, Father.
Father, we, we come before you, God, and we are, we're so grateful uh, to be those who are called out of the world. We're grateful to be those who are, are living new lives, God. Uh, God, I, I want to pray right now for, uh, for your church, God. I want to pray right now for the hearts, the individuals here, God, that we can be those who you're so proud of, Father, that you feel fired up. Uh, that about our, our sacrifice and our love for you, Father. I pray that we will be those who are rich towards you primarily, number one, Lord. I pray that we don't uh, fight against what the world says is, or that we do fight against, rather, what the world says is appropriate, God, and, and we and we live uh, new lives. Lord, we love you. This is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. So just, again, a couple more announcements, and then we'll then we'll wrap up here. Uh, this upcoming, so at 1 p.m., in, a, in two and a half hours, we are going to be meeting the Southland Church of Christ, the Southland Ministry Center of Chicago for our worship service. That's where we'll take communion. We'll have a chance to connect with, with a bigger church, and we're excited to do that. It's on Zoom. If you don't have the link for that and you're interested, just message this Facebook page. We would love to get you the link for that. And then this upcoming this upcoming Sunday, we're going to be actually at the Delta Conference Center. Uh, we're going to be totally social distanced, masks on. We're taking temperature checks at the door. We're doing everything we can to continue to meet in person while also uh, being safe and following uh, the, the guidelines. Um, but with that, we I'm going to we're going to be done here. I'm so grateful that you joined us. Hope to see you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Kalamazoo Church of Christ podcast. If you're in the Kalamazoo area, we'd love to get connected. Please go to kalamazoo.church and fill in your information to come to a Sunday service or any other event that we have going on. In any case, you'll be hearing from us next week. Save us souls.